Welcome to the Surviving Outside Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike O'Kelly. Hope everybody's having a great start to their week, no matter where you are in this world. Hopefully everybody's doing well. We're halfway through or more than halfway through the quarter. So hopefully you are set up to, if you have a quarterly bonus, or I'm sorry, excuse me, monthly, halfway through the month. If you have a monthly bonus, you are on your way to get there or your process is in place, ready to go. And you've got a great start to Q2. We're rocking and rolling. Um, very brief episode is going to be this week. I think I'm going to shorten them down a little bit, just make them a little bit faster. And this is the one thing you can do to start all of your cold calls with prospects and set you up for success. So it doesn't matter if you've just started, you can go out in the field. You don't need business cards. Just get out there. It doesn't matter who you are. When you're going out and you're talking to somebody new, the best thing to do is get the other person to talk, get your prospect to talk. Ask them questions and shut up. Ask them questions. I was reminded of this. I was talking with a buddy uh, earlier today about his new role um, as a manager and and some of the challenges that he's having. And he was mentioning that a uh, um his his team is shifting. So they they had a product on the market, and that product was well established and was in a different kind of disease state. And now they've brought a new product to market and it's kind of the complete opposite. And so some of the territories are struggling. Shout out, Jason, if you're listening. Um, and it's interesting, you know, this, this happens a lot in sales that people kind of get into their groove where they're just used to selling one product. And all of a sudden a new product comes out, a new industry, one is existing, this one's new or vice versa. And they don't know what to do because this is a different process. Well, what you have to do is kind of segment things and realize, hey, this is brand new. The best thing to do is just ask questions before anything else. Just ask questions. So the advice I gave Jason was, um, you know, have his guys, have his guys and girls just just ask questions. When they get in, that's all you got to do. Just start asking questions and let the other person dictate what the feeling and what the process is, as opposed to going in with, hi, my name is so-and-so and I've got this and this is what it does. And are you interested? No, we're not interested. <laughs> Look, I have done a lot of territory rebuilding and I've also had new territories, new products. Um, I've blazed trails. I've repaired territories. So I've kind of seen it all. And it is a little different. The first thing I would do, if you have an existing territory, the first thing you want to do is create a baseline. So you would walk in and you would do, you would ask a question like this. What is your familiarity with our product? Where have you used our product in the past? Are you currently still using the product? What benefits, what experience do you have with our product or service? Something along those lines. You want to get the other person talking. You also want to collect information because that's going to be the easiest way for you to understand what you're going to say next. It's not simply just going in and having a quote unquote talk track. Now, that's okay to kind of have that, but you really just got to get the other person talking. And you just have to understand if you can craft great questions and walk in with those, memorize, and know exactly when to say which one. And if they say this, ask this question. If you have a flow chart with great open-ended questions, and some of them can be yes or no, but you don't want all of them to be yes or no. Again, you want them to be talking three times as much as you. 
<clears throat> and if you ask yes or no questions, then that's not going to get achieved, is it? If you're just saying yes or no, the answer is no. If I just ask you a question, hey, are you familiar with our product? Yes. Have you used our product before? No. <laughs> See, it just doesn't go anywhere. Or it's something like, you know, hey, Dr. Smith, I have product X. What has your experience been with product X in the past? Well, Mike, I, I actually have never used it before. Never used it. Are you familiar with the product and who the product serves? No, I'm not. Okay, great. So you've heard of the product, but you just haven't used it, et cetera. All of a sudden, that person is aware, aware light on the five steps of the uh, sales process, unaware, aware, trial, user, advocate. Now, that person is aware, but not really because they've kind of heard of the product, but they haven't used it. So at least you've gotten them from unaware to aware. At least they're not in the first bucket. That's the longest process, getting somebody from unaware to, to trial. But at least they're aware. That's the first hurdle. At least they've heard of it. At least there's name recognition. That will trigger another question. So what you want to do is, unless you have data from a company, and even if you do, I would not assume anything. And I'll tell you why. So. I have had several instances, I'll give you one right now, in the pharmaceutical world. Now, I might be a dinosaur, but this is probably like 10, 12 years ago. I remember walking into an office, and I'd gotten the data from my company, and it said that, um, what's his name? Um, Dr. Rogers had used a product. So I walked in, and I said, oh, hey, Dr. Rogers, I'm here with so-and-so, and, -so, and it's, I see you've used our product before. I haven't used your product. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, it, all right. Are you familiar with the product? No, I, I I have no idea what this product is. Oh, okay. Well, our product, you see how I was set up for failure in the beginning because I made an assumption? Now, why did I make that assumption? I made that assumption because his name was credited with prescriptions. Now, what I didn't do at the time, and I didn't know at the time, was the way that pharmacies entered information in the pharmaceutical world. They used to, if they saw a prescription from a uh, physician, and on the prescription pad, there were multiple physicians named, they would just pick one and enter that into the computer. Or sometimes by default, if it was either closest in the alphabet to the A's, or if it was the most senior person or the owner of the practice, they were put at the top of the prescription pad. It also could have been that they were PAs, nurse practitioners, any mid-levels that were writing prescriptions, they might have done it under Dr. Rogers' name. Even if you know that somebody has done business with you, assuming that you're walking into a friendly environment is a big mistake. Until you know what you're walking into, do not assume anything unless you want to have a very awkward interaction like I had a couple times. After about two or three times in different, um, different environments, I said, you know what? Maybe I'm not going to assume anymore. I'm just going to start asking great questions. So anytime I meet anybody, I ask them, are you familiar with X? Are you familiar with Y? How familiar are you with? And it's interesting, I'm going through that right now 
when people in my friend circle and friends of friends, when I'm out socially and people ask me about the franchise that my wife and I are opening, Restore Hyper Wellness, the first question I ask is, how familiar are you with Restore? And they usually reply, are you talking about the Habitat for Humanity? No, not the Habitat for Humanity store. That is called Restore, the Restore store. We're Restore Hyper Wellness. Spelled Restore, yes, it's the exact same, but there is a little bit of confusion. But I want to know, are you familiar with Restore uh, Hyper Wellness? No, I am not. Great. That gives me an opportunity to educate a little bit, or at least I know where that person stands. But if they're like, oh, yeah, I then would ask another question. Have you used any of the services? And if so, which ones? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've done cryotherapy. I've done infrared sauna. Oh, cool. Yeah. So we're opening one of those in Rock Hill, South Carolina, and we're hoping to have it open by the fall. Great. You know, that's kind of how the conversation goes. Um, Now, that's not a selling opportunity, but you would do the same thing that you would do in conversation when you meet somebody. It's not, there's not going to be a difference in how you communicate with people. Okay. And this is one of the things that I kind of lost my way early in my sales career in pharmaceutical sales is that I believed it was supposed to be some different type of sales call just because I was talking to physicians. It's not, it's just conversations. They are human. They're not to be put on a pedestal. They went to school and they, and they have a level of expertise in a certain field that you or I do not have, unless you're a physician listening to the show. But it doesn't mean that the conversations are going to be any different. So it doesn't matter what you sell, who you sell it to. You could sell to lawyers. You could sell to doctors. It doesn't matter who you sell to. You're going to show them the same level of respect, but you also have to make it very conversational. You don't want it to be very robotic, and you also don't want to go and make any assumptions. You want to ask questions, and you want to listen. I think the one skill that I have really honed and gotten a lot stronger in the last five to 10 years of my career has been my active listening skills. And what I used to do in the past was I used to hear something that would trigger a response from me and my brain would kind of shut off everything else that they were talking about. And now, and I have to, my buddy, Justin, the co-founder of Rhythm AI and my buddy, he uh, he was really good at basically teaching me, hey, don't just listen to everything that they say first before you start that activation in your brain. Listen to what they have to say first, because you might hang on something they're saying at the beginning, but something in the end might be more valuable. And that can that can not be stated enough. It is so true. If you're just hanging on one point that they say in their first sentence, in sentence number four, they might say something that's more important and you want to address that first. But I was so focused on that first one, I was still doing the job. I just was missing opportunities. I was working harder than I should have. And that is something over the last decade that I've gotten very good at. And I've gotten much better, exponentially better. And I tell you what, it has been a godsend. Absolutely. I'm so happy that I've gone through this process of getting better in that skill. So if you struggle right now, don't worry. Everybody does. It's not something you're born with. You have to develop it. It's a skill. Sales is a skill. Presenting is a skill. Active listening is a skill. And understanding how to draw information out of people and pulling them into your world is a skill. 
It's something you have to work on. You ha- it's repetitive, and you have to do it over and over and over again, constantly tweaking it, constantly tweaking it, working it, tweaking it, working it, refining it, creating a new plan. You have you have to do that over and over, hundreds and thousands of times, not hundreds and th- hundred thousands, but hundreds and then thousands of times. You have to do that. So have patience. It's not going to happen overnight. It's like going to the gym. You're not going to go work out twice and you're in shape. It's going to take time, consistent action over a long period of time. So right now, it doesn't matter if you're brand new in the field, day one in the field, start asking questions, open-ended questions. It's one of the first things that I ask of my students when I'm coaching them in my programs. Come up with 10 open-ended questions that you're going to memorize. And you're going to discuss on the early sales calls. And then once you start progressing, start creating more questions you have for subsequent calls. You're always going to be finding out new questions because when they start, so the example that I gave you, the person was aware, okay? Well, the questions you ask are setting up them to to trial. After they trial, you're going to have a completely different set of questions you're going to need to ask them. But somebody else might still be further down. They might be unaware or aware. So you're going to have different questions for different levels of experience with your product or service based on who you're talking to. So there is no such thing as just, oh, here's a plug and play opener for everybody you're going to talk to. I don't believe that. Because... No two accounts or prospects are in the exact same spot. So why would you open with the exact same line? It's got to be crafted to who you're talking to. But in the beginning, and this is the thing about talking to prospects, come up with great open-ended questions and get the other person talking. Try to ask them as many questions as possible and extract as much information as possible on the first or first couple calls time permitting. You don't want to sit there and and talk to them for 10 minutes when there's a lobby full of customers or a lobby full of patients and they're running behind. You don't want to do that. So you have to have a little bit of social awareness where you are, how much time you have. And that can even be a great question. You know, are you pressed for time right now? How much time do you have? Oh, I've got about five minutes. Perfect. I only need three and let them know, put them at ease. Always shorten it. You can do five. They said they have five minutes, but just let them know, hey, I really only need three. Now, don't do three and then talk for 10, but just reassure them. That is a way to get out there, out in the field, build up confidence. Just have the other person do the talking. They will start to tell you their problems, their issues. You'll you'll learn about their algorithm because everybody has an algorithm for making decisions. And no two people are identical. Well, I take that back. There, I, I believe they've come down to four buying personas. I can't remember which one I am, but they've basically come down to a science. The way the person likes to be uh, talked to, the way that they like to receive inf- information and they disseminate information. Um, I'm going to dig into that a little bit more because I'm fascinated about the psychology. Sales is psychology. So... I guess you can if you meet two people with the same personality, but I think you know what I mean. You shouldn't do that as a broad spectrum. I'm going to say this to everybody. 
unless you literally don't know what to say, just come up with one. Just start with one. It's like doing one push-up. If you want to start getting shaped, just do one push-up. Just ask one question. Figure out one great question that you're going to get the conversation started that you can feel confident and comfortable when you walk in and you're talking to anybody you've never met before. Try that this week. Let me know how it goes. Reach out to me, Mike at survivingoutsidesales.com or mikeokelly.com slash connect. Send me a message. You can DM me on LinkedIn. Please connect with me on LinkedIn. If you are listening to Surviving Outside Sales, connect with me on LinkedIn, hit a request, send me a message. I got a dozen or so this week from new listeners. I really appreciate that. Um, Send me a message on LinkedIn. Let me know what you think. Um, Any suggestions? please let me know. I really do appreciate it. I hope everybody has a great rest of their day. Please download this episode, share it with like-minded individuals, continue the conversation, reach out to me, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Surviving Outside Sales. Bye-bye.